This message is brought to you from Calon Church. We pray it encourages and inspires you. Good morning. How are you? It's lovely to see you this morning. Thank you. Thank you for choosing to spend time with us. I just want to, before we read the word, speak to you about what today's word is. It's called Be Refreshed. Let's just think about how awful it is to feel tired. Feeling tired is just the worst feeling in the world. How difficult is it to accomplish even the most mundane, meaningless tasks when we feel so tired? When you're physically depleted, nobody gets the best of you. Nobody, not even your dog gets the best of you when you're feeling tired. When we couple that with feeling spiritually depleted, being a place of weariness in our spirit, that is such an unhelpful combination for our lives. When we're feeling run down and worn out physically and spiritually, that makes us really feel that the world is against us, that it's impossible to achieve anything, and that people aren't for us. It colours the way we feel about ourselves, and it colours the way we feel about the world. It colours the way we see ourselves, and it colours the way we see the world. I just want to read this to you. It's in the second letter of Corinthians that Paul wrote. It's chapter 4, and we're going on from verse 5. For we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servant. For Jesus' sake, for God who said, let light shine out of the darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that his life may be revealed in our mortal body. So then death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. Now, Paul wrote this because he was reflecting on a lot of false teaching that was going on in the church in Corinth. They were terribly naughty. They were always up to something. And his choice was to either berate them, give them a hard time, tell them how awful they were and he wanted nothing to do with them, or to encourage them to reflect upon what they were doing and to change their ways, to recognize that the reason they were suffering isn't because they're exempt from it because of Jesus Christ, but that our suffering is perfected through Jesus Christ. That while we are on all sides hard-pressed and maybe struggling, Actually, Jesus never leaves us or forsakes us, but is powering through us to get us through our day. Yes, we need to be refreshed and revived. We need to make sure we're looking after our bodies and our minds. But for not just because Paul says we should. We need to do it because it affects our, changes our relationship with God, our relationship with ourselves, and our relationship with others. So what do we do then? Why is it so important to God that we are refreshed? Well, the whole point is, isn't it? We are the vessels on earth for God to show his major salvation. His mighty word is alive in us. The reason that Jesus Christ died was to save us. And we are the people he has entrusted with that message. If we weary or get tired or worn out or just run down and, I don't know, disconnected from it, disengaged with it, then who is going to tell people about Jesus? If we aren't in a place where we can say, look what Christ has done for me. 
because we're so wearied by our burdens and the world. Who will tell this world about a God in heaven who loves them so much? We need to be refreshed because God wants to work in us. He has given us gifts. He has anointed us for purpose. He has set us apart as a priesthood. He has given us so much in and of, his, of himself. He created us in his image. So we need to make sure that we are working for him, firing on all cylinders. And it's not about never being tired or never being weary. It's about never getting tired in thinking about what God has done for us. It's about not being weary about attending to our relationship with God. It's about always recognizing that the paramount thing in our life is that God sent Jesus to die for us and he asks us to make disciples of other people. So why do we do that? Our friends and family certainly would recognize when we're tired, but so does God. God recognizes when our relationship with him takes a dip. He knows when we're not reading as much of the Bible as we should. He knows when we're not praying as diligently as we should. And by the way, praying is just talking to God. God knows when we stop talking to him and start relying on our own internal monologue to get us through the day, to make those decisions, to make assumptions sometimes. God knows when we're, when we're powering in our own strength instead of resting and relying on his abundance. When we are living in a place of lack, Instead of everything that God has for us, it will show in our lives. That is why it is so important that God wants us to be refreshed. If I'm operating from a place of lack, it changes the way I do everything. It changes the way I am in my job. It changes the way I parent. It changes the way I'm a sister and a friend. It changes everything. So what God wants for us is that daily contact with him, that minute by minute walking out of our relationship. There's a lovely verse in the Bible that calls it moving within the unforced rhythms of grace, that we are just living and flowing with him, for him, through him, because of him. He is everything. He is the author and perfecter of my faith. He is the author and perfecter of my life. So when I am resting in him and realizing and understanding that my refreshed state is for his glory, it changes the way I take care of myself. It changes the way I attend to my relationship with God. It changes the way I view God. There is a God in heaven who wants me rested. There is a God in heaven who wants me revived and refreshed. And listen, friend, resting doesn't mean you're being lazy. Resting doesn't mean you're abdicating all responsibility for your life. When you create a margin for yourself in your life, you are doing God's work. Even in the Bible, we're told about the Sabbath, that they took that day for the things of God. What God wants us all to do is to take that margin back, to take that space back and to rest in him. If we are doing something that isn't of God, we will become exhausted. If we are chasing after dreams that aren't God's dreams, we will become wearied and frustrated and exhausted. If we are doing and attending to things that are not within his will and part of the kingdom of God, we will lose hope. We will lose motivation. We will lose our drive. The worst case scenario, we start to lose our compassion and empathy and concern for people. And we are never more unchristlike when we become unloving. So it is up to God and it is for God that we stay refreshed. We enter into his word. We are entrusted by him. We might get to the end of our own hope, you know, but we never do. 
For God's hope is eternal and it springs forth like living streams of water. We rest in that. The second reason we do it, we refreshed for God, but we do it for ourselves as well. And listen, like I say, it's not selfish. We recognize that our body suffers its jars of clay. We recognize that we are frail and fragile and fallible. We get things wrong, but God never does. And the reason we need to be refreshed from our, for ourselves is that we are hearing from heaven with pinpoint clarity what God is saying to us, what he wants us to do. When we are rested, we don't mix up our messages. When we are rested and refreshed, we know what God is saying. There's no confusion. There's no disconnection. We know that God is linking in to our very spirit and saying what he wants us to hear. That's why for ourselves, we need to be ensuring that we are linked all the time to this idea that we can be rested and refreshed. Hey, it might not look like eight hours a night sleep for you. I get that. I get that some of you have got little children and that really disrupts your sleep. I get that some of you have demanding jobs that mean that you don't get to have as much physical rest as you want. I know that some of you are in a place of mental anguish and turmoil, which means that sometimes, you know, you're stressed when you're awake and you're stressed when you're asleep. I know that sometimes life doesn't work out like that for us, but I am ex I am, I'm trying to get you to understand, and for myself as well, that God needs us rested. God needs us relying on him for everything, not just to get us through the day so we can lie in bed at night and heave a sigh of relief and say that's another one ticked off, but rather that we are living and working and being present in our lives for ourselves and for God and for others as well. And that's why others is next on our list. We get refreshed for other people. You know the most important thing that sometimes our suffering shows other people is that actually Christians aren't exempt from it. We're not meant to be. But how we deal with our trials, how we work through our sufferings, how we show Jesus shining out of us when we are through in tough times, that's what speaks to people. That's why we're refreshed. To remember that even in the worst time, there is an anchor for our soul that will hold steadfast that will always hold steadfast. He will never leave us nor forsake us. So when trials come, not if trials come, not if suffering comes, when it comes, we will not be found wanting for others, nor for ourselves, nor for God, because we rely on a living God who has purposed us for good, to do good in his name. We never let go. So when we are disillusioned, which creeps in really slyly, friends, you know, the reason we need to be refreshed is because all these negative, toxic emotions, they don't come clattering in. They come in so quietly. They sneak in. They're sly. And they'll get into your head before you even have a chance, which is why God tells us, doesn't he, to take every thought captive for Christ. We challenge those thoughts. We call them by what their name is. And if it's toxic, if it's negative, it's a, if it's unhelpful, my friend, it is not from God. And we call that thought out and we challenge it and we call it a liar if we need to because that is not from God. You know, Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart. 
for I have overcome the world. And that is my prayer for you today. That in the midst of whatever chaos and maelstrom is in your life at the moment, that you will recognize that Jesus is bigger than it. He is the master who stilled the storm. He is the man who was born, who was holy God. He can overcome everything. And because he overcame, we overcome in his name. He is for us, not against us. You might get to the end of your rope, but you'll never get to the end of his hope. My friends, my fervent prayer for you this morning is that you will be rested and refreshed in him. I hope you have a really good day. Please take care. This message was brought to you from Callon Church. If you want to know more, please check us out online at callon.church.